we're going to talk everything about the first $100,000 because I believe that anyone without this first $100,000 is in trouble. Now, you may be thinking, hey Josh, that's a bit harsh to say, correct? Now, I'm not the only one. In fact, Charlie Munger is one of the first to coin this. He's mentioned this $100,000 is the toughest to earn. It's a bitch. But most crucially, it's important for building wealth. Here's why it's such a magical milestone, because it sounds nice, this six figures. Actually, I fully agree with that. This milestone, this six-figure milestone really gives you a lot of self-confidence. In fact, I think it tells you that you know how to protect yourself from financial trouble. You know you have a financial future because six figures is still a very decent amount. And to get to six figures, it takes time. It takes effort. It's very different from $10,000. You know, these days, kids, they have $10,000 already simply with all the ang pals that they collect from Chinese New Year. But to get to six figures, you can't earn it through ang pals. And you know, so many of us have done part-time jobs in university days. 10000 is very easy. Again, to get to six figures or 100000 you definitely need a long time frame to build towards there. Then you might say, do you know I have bills? I can't get job offers. Do you know I don't have a degree? Now on this subject of having a degree, I have this story of this guy who's probably earning quite well. How Singaporean Edwin Toh landed a top job in Google despite not having a degree. Check it out. I think if you come from this limitation, it might inspire you a bit different because I think a job in Google definitely pays well and it definitely allows him to build that first 100,000 very easily. Now, you lose 100,000, it really requires you to have some savings. And the first limitation is definitely pay. Having a low pay would limit that, though it doesn't mean it's impossible. It just makes the journey harder. You need to be more frugal than uh, usual. And having a big enough income accelerates that process. But as always, I think the cool part to really realize is anything is possible. We all come from a different starting point. We all need to unlearn certain limitations that we have based on our social circle, based on what we hear from family and stuff. And coming to a podcast like this definitely broadens that mindset. I'd like to share with you again that it's definitely doable. Let's break down the numbers to take actionable steps. How about that? Now, if your take-home is $2,000 a month, you just started work, if you are able to save 50% of that, be very frugal, spend only $1,000, you save $1,000. Do you know it takes you 8.5 years to get to $100,000? Which means if you just graduated, you are likely to get there at the age of 30. Now, if you are able to learn investing, do proper steps towards building up this uh, savings. Invest it regularly at 6% per annum. Do you know you can actually get that slightly faster at seven years, as you can see in this diagram over here. Now, if your take-home pay is $4,000 a month, you've got promoted or you found a good job upon graduation. That's good. The trick is to continue to save this 50%. If you are saving 50% of $4,000 take-home, that means that's $2,000 per month that you can invest. And do note, the journey becomes faster. You accelerate there, correct? you will get to 100,000 by year four. And that's actually the magic of how some get to 100,000 before the age of 30. You can actually boost your income through side hustles. You can work freelance jobs. You can find ways to increase their income. So don't accept what you can earn only and don't think that, oh, $4,000 is the max. Not true. There are many who are young, who are earning good income, who are able to pull in income sources from other places, which include some of their hobbies. Again, the hard part is about saving. 
it's all a savings game in this first 100,000. It's a test whether you have the right budget mindset, you are frugal enough, because someone earning $10,000 a month and spending $10,000 is never going to get to $100,000 savings anytime. Now, if you are thinking $2,000 per month, that's not easy. Through forums, especially those that discuss law and finance, many over there are frugal. Spend more time over there, you will hear a lot of stories. Some of them claim to save 70% of their take-home pay, which means again, if their take-home pay is $3,000, they are already saving and investing that $2,000. Believe it's possible and you will definitely find ways to cut back and have this savings pot. Now, here comes the real magical part. Once you get this first $100,000 in and you continue that good habit, huh? don't stop there. Later, I'll expand a bit more on that. Don't stop there. Continue to build. In 10 years' time, take a guess where you will be. Is it $200,000? Is it $300,000? The answer is that you will actually get past $500,000. If you project this at 6%, after the fourth year, all the way for 10 more years, you will get to $504,361. Wow, that's a sizable enough money, right? Half a million dollars. Sounds very nice. No longer six digit, you can say it's half a million dollars. That's the wonder of compounding. When you compound with enough time, you will realize this principle is $336,000, but you have made $170,000 from compounded gains. Compounding takes time. One, two, three, four years, you can't see anything. 14 years, you will see that gap. 24 years, that expands even further, and that's how you get to millions. But don't daydream too far. Today, our topic is this first $100,000. Because if you're already at the starting phase of a career, I think today's message would deliver the right punch, get you motivated to do the right things for your own financial freedom. So next question is, what's the best way to invest this, correct? The first thing that you need to note is you need to learn investing. And investing is not, oh, whether you should buy this index fund or you should do active investment or trading or passive investing. Learning investing, quite simply, is understanding markets, understanding market cycles, understanding market psychology. Because again, to get 6% per annum, like what we've discussed so far in terms of projections, you cannot buy endowment plans. You cannot put your money simply in bank accounts, even if it's a high interest account. It will never get you that 6%. It will never compound the money fast enough. Equity markets or properties are the place that you can get 6% if you understand what you're doing. So learning investing is not picking stocks, some special trading strategy. It's simply understanding that markets go in cycles, whereby the foundation of it is when this euphoric, when everybody's having the fear of missing out, FOMO, there was meme stocks going on in 2000, 2021, understanding how to avoid them, being very critical, think about what is hype, understanding it, and then when there are opportunities in bear markets, understand that it is time to take contrarian action, to start buying. Because that's actually when most people are too afraid. Now, that's also explaining why robo-portfolios, indexing or passive investing cannot save you from bad investment outcomes. Because the unifying determining factor is actually you. You need to make good choices. And learning investing is to make good choices. Okay, what is cheap or what is expensive? I need to differentiate. Cheap, I buy, I wait, I be very patient. Expensive, getting hyped up, I learn to avoid that fear of missing out. And as always, if you agree with that message, smash the like button, smash the subscribe, especially if content like this helps you in your journey. And if you've been burned before in this journey, leave in the comment sections what you realize through investing in 2021, whereby a lot of high-tech stocks crash, cryptos crash, a lot of people lost big money, and a lot of people are still swimming in the red 
even though markets seem to have been recovering in the last few weeks. For investments, buying is always fun, but owning it isn't that fun. Once you own it and it comes down, you don't know what to do. That's why learning investing is also to let you know how to take corrective actions, how to recognize mistakes. That is also part of learning investing. It's very broad, but it's not just hot stocks. And therefore, never join groups that gives you tips. Oh, buy this stock, it's going 10x. Hot tips, pay for subscription. These will not help you in your investment journey. In fact, you are probably much better off reading books to give you the right foundation and the right habits and especially the right mindset. And a last point on bear markets. When it comes to bear markets, you're going to hear a lot of gloom and doom. Recession's coming, Fed is going to crash the market, US debt ceiling, etc. and etc. Now, if you've been unafraid to invest in 2008 global financial crisis or even in 2020 COVID crash, you will realize that headlines and stock market performance are worlds apart. When headlines are bad, screaming to you to sell, actually that's a good time to buy. It's very contrary and that's why investing, even though it's easy, it's also hard in some ways. Overcoming that mindset is the hard part. And as always, investing is a slow and steady game. Don't look for shortcuts. It's a marathon. It's not a hot stock tip that you need to get to $100,000. Pulling back Charlie Munger, who's a legendary investor himself, earning your first $100,000 can provide you financial stability to help you weather unexpected financial storms. That includes medical, that includes retrenchment. But more importantly, it gives you confidence to take calculated chances on your investments, whereby you can seek high-risk, high-reward opportunities. By no means is 100000 a license for recklessness. So coming to here, I have my own story. What did I do with my $100,000? I actually started an ice cream business. You heard it correct? An ice cream business in the F&B industry. On hindsight, it seems reckless. I was trained in accountancy. I did not have any experience in F&B. Maybe you have been trained in F&B. It's a natural fit. But for most of us, we really don't know the ins and outs of business. I don't know how to hire. I don't know how to create product. I don't know how to do marketing. I don't know how to do packaging. I think this is a message to take note of. If you are indeed looking to get to entrepreneurship, then again, it reinforces. You need this 100000 because it gives you the foundation to try things. And hopefully, you're a bit wiser than what I actually did. Now, even though I lost money, I think I gained some wisdom. It taught me how to understand businesses. It taught me how to understand investment opportunities. And with that, I'd like to draw two segments. If you are of the age of 20s, you need this 100000 if you want to try something yourself, like what I did, do an entrepreneur journey. Because you have that itch. You really want to test your idea. You have that desire to make it big. That's fine. Test it. At least in your 20s, you burn through this 100000 you can still recover. That's my journey also. Or you need to save up for a wedding. You don't want to rely on family. Or you want to save up for a home. You don't want too many loans. You don't want renovation loans and stuff which will shackle you towards your retirement. So 100000 your goal is really you need this in your 20s to fuel, to support all these possible needs. Then 100000 if you are above the age of 30s, you haven't gotten there yet. Take no gain. Your timeline to plan and save up for retirement is getting finite. You are no longer new to the workforce. You need to save up very quickly for retirement. It's also true that if you have $2,000 in terms of monthly expenses, your emergency savings need only be ten to 20000 You have a lot to invest. In your 30s, you should have seen some investment cycles already. You should have dabbled in something. If not, you are definitely needing to start right now. And then what you need is to really start to invest beyond your emergency savings. So again, 
why you need this first 100,000 ASAP is it helps you in self-confidence. It allows you to try something, whether which age group you are. And then for the older ones, you really need to plan for retirement because you no longer have time and energy to do side hustles. You need to build an investment pot very, very urgently. Then also some of you listening in might be stuck at $100,000. You've saved up that, great. But then you realize you've been stagnating. I also like to address that question. This theory is actually called financial thermostat. I don't know if you've heard about it, but think about this like a thermostat, like what we see in aircon. Cold and hot, but in financial thermostat, it's poor and wealthy. Take note again, when you aim for $100,000, you think that is comfortable, that is wealthy already. Then once you have a big bonus coming in, you realize, hey, I'm getting wealthy. It's green zone. I would tend to spend. Buy a new car, get a fantastic holiday and stuff. By the way, talking about new cars, Joe Rogan has actually a very recent clip. Why 96% of rich people drive cheap cars? Don't go expensing into cars because that is a big cost. Once you get a promotion, once you get a pay raise, don't spend it on the cars. Continue to live frugally. And that's explained by this thermostat. Once you have the excess money, you tend to spend it away. Then once you spend beyond that, you get down to 50000 you feel poor. Oh, I, I'm in trouble. You tend to save up very quickly. That explains why someone can get stuck at $100,000 because the 100000 becomes a comfort zone. So how do you solve that? That comes with goal setting again. Again, once you are 30s and above, the goal no longer is 100000 You have gotten there. It's time to unlearn that. Then look forward to the next goal. Your goal is quite positive retirement. It could be a million dollars. It could be $1.5 million. You need to understand retirement planning really. That's what I cover a lot on my channel. In terms of retirement planning, the numbers are going to look big and it's going to take you 10 years, 20 years to build up that pot. And that's where the urgency needs to come in. 100,000 cannot be the comfort zone for you to stick there. You definitely, definitely need to get the 500,000 ASAP, which means if you don't have further 10 years to wait, you need to invest all your bonuses very urgently. Continue to stay prudent. Don't let lifestyle creep, lifestyle inflation come in and continue to invest more and more as you get promotion. Actually, in 30s and 40s, that's where promotions come in and big pay increments come in. Your choice is to invest and save up that extra and also do the right things for your bonuses. Over time, you'll build a six-figure and eventually a seven-figure pot, and we can talk really about retirement. So all in all, hopefully this whole podcast has shed some light. Why you need this first 100,000 urgently, and even if you get there, what is the next subsequent milestone? As always, leave your questions and comments in the YouTube channel. I'll leave links below. And thank you for listening right to the very end. Hopefully, this inspires you in your journey. And as always, if you haven't seen this previous discussion I had, on this nurse who has saved up 100000 by the age of 26, fantastic, correct? If you haven't seen it, check that out. I'll leave links below. And I'll see you there too. Take care as always. Goodbye.